Will you please just give the folks who are listening to this and watching this, if we get it to YouTube, just, you know, the short elevator speech of who you are and what you are about, and then let's get into our chat. Awesome. Who am I? Well, I am a wife and a mom of four. I am a published author, uh, Amazon bestseller, uh, motivational speaker, um, just got my first consulting client last week, and I'm working with her to get her uh, published. Um, do a little bit of coaching, and you know, there's some mindset you have to work with when you're doing something like that. So that was exciting. Um, and I'm all over social media, you know, just out there trying to spread joy and uplift because I really think that's needed, especially right now. Well, I'm going to point out something that I heard that I have not heard many times. I ask this question of folks every time I do one of these podcast interviews and I say, you know, give me the rundown of who you are and what makes you you. And it's really interesting to hear what people say first. And so very frequently you hear people say things like, I am the CEO of this company, or I am an entrepreneur. And I, I thought it was interesting that you started with wife, mom, and then you went down the road of all the other things that you are. And so it was just interesting because I think that points out to where our priorities are. Maybe even if we don't always think about them, you know, you started with wife and mother first before you went down to author and then consultant and coach and the rest. Absolutely. Those are my priorities first, wife and mom, family. So the thing you talked about after that is that you are an author and you are a self-published author as I understand. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about the book that you self-published. Absolutely. So, you know, throughout my entire life, I have had lots of struggles, as I think anyone who's being honest um, will admit they've had struggles themselves. And uh, I didn't always have a good relationship with struggles, but I got to a point where I'm like, okay, maybe I should do some research. Like, let me just learn a little bit about struggles. And I learned so much and um, started kind of putting things and, and you know, um, doing things that made me feel better and things that helped me get through struggles. I started rating myself, believe it or not, when I would struggle. Okay, how did I do? Was that like a seven? Or I could have done better. I shouldn't have done this. So Struggles was just an interesting topic to me. I know it probably sounds boring to other people, but to me, I loved it. And so um, over the years, I kind of just developed um, a formula and like tips and tricks that really helped me get through struggles. And on my heart, because I think we need to listen to our heart, less to the brain and more in our heart. I just had this nudge. You need to write a book. You need to write a book. And I knew it would most likely be either on relationships or uh, struggles. And I, so I started that. And so in my book, each chapter is some kind of struggle that I've been through, right? As a woman, I've had the whole uh, confidence issues, the doubt, fear, as the, I talk about, you know, there's some chapters about motherhood, um, about being a wife. I talk about sex. I am a Christian, but like that is a topic, right? In marriage, health issues, misdiagnosis. So really as a woman, as a wife, as a mom, I've just been through so much. And I just felt like I had maybe a little bit of value to add to people. And I felt like I needed to just put it in a book and share it. And I, I think as we acquire knowledge and wisdom, it's really selfish to um, hold it, hoard it, you know, and not share it with the world. And so this was my way of, of helping others who maybe don't have the same mindset and the same perspective or healthy relationship with struggles that I do. There are, is so much in there I wanted to touch on, but one of the things that you recently just said was talking about hoarding knowledge. And I think one of the challenges is 
for people who are new content creators, especially, and I don't care what platform you're looking at, if it's YouTube or if it's TikTok or if it's Instagram or um, writing books, is understanding that what you have is valuable, maybe not to everybody, but Mm -hmm. is valuable to someone. And the fact that you just made that jump to say, okay, I have knowledge and it needs to be out there. What helped you, I guess, get to that point where you said, I'm ready to share this? Because it sounds like you've been working on this concept for a while, maybe personally for yourself, but what inspired you to say, I'm ready to share this with other people? Well, I think there's two things that come to mind. One, you're always at least one step, one or two steps in knowledge about something than somebody else. So many people think they have to be an expert or a degree, or I need to be at least a hundred steps ahead of people for anyone to listen. That is not true. We will find that as long as you just know a little bit more about something than maybe somebody else, like that's your audience, right? That's who you're speaking to. Sometimes I think that trying to be a hundred steps ahead, that's not inspiring. I don't, you know, when you look at someone and you're like, oh, I, I could never, it's for me, it's uninspiring. So when I look at someone and they're just a few steps ahead, I'm like, okay, we're not, we're not far apart. I can get there. Um, and then the other little push that I had, and I talk about it in my book, was I had another, I had a health scare in January, and it was a cancer scare. And that kind of that experience that I had was really that shove that I needed to just say, I, this is what I say, get over your damn self. Honestly, right? We get stuck in our head. And um, it's what are, what are other people going to think? What are they going to say? What if they don't believe in me? It's all me, 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 me. And I realized, just get over your damn self and do the book, write the book. There's so much that I feel like, I was like, okay, I have stuff to get. So there's a lot of mindset that I had to work on. But those were really the two things. I have, I have some knowledge that's, that's valuable to somebody. I may not know who, but it's to somebody. And then just the little kick in the butt to really finish it was a health scare. One thing I know as a content creator, so putting myself out here on a podcast and I have YouTube and other places is that it can open you up to, I don't want to say criticism. Criticism is not the right word, but maybe it is one of the words. Maybe there's judgment or criticism or people have a lot of thoughts about you and the things that you Mm -hmm. share. And I wonder how that is going and how that may influence your next project because you said you were in progress and writing another book, right? Right. Um, so yeah, I had a lot of um, crickets from people on social media, and then maybe something happens, and all of a sudden they're they're there, right, commenting and stuff because they want to be part of it. Um, I I noticed that I, I noticed this, those things. So I actually talked about this on my TikTok account. I don't engage with those people. I delete. I am not somebody who's going to have a back and forth debate. It's not worth my time. It's not worth my energy. If somebody comments negatively on my social media. They're either blocked or it's deleted. It's really just not worth my time. Um, And I can't focus on that. I'm a huge believer that what we focus on grows. I don't have time to focus on what other people think about me. That's ego. I I don't need to go there. Um, I put my focus on on progressing and um, what my supporters, you know, the supporters. So, yeah. So then as far as... I'm thinking of this as your brand, right? Uh, and, and you'll have to forgive me because I don't know necessarily the extent of your business yet, but you have this book and you have another book in progress and then you are adding um, consulting 
you're, you've got your first consulting client, you have some other things in the work. What are you aiming towards? You know, there's vanity metrics, right? Like so many followers on this social media platform or making so much money or impacting so many lives. Like, do you have an overarching goal to say, this is where all of this is going? Yeah. So in my heart, um, it's speaking and it's sharing this knowledge that I have and it's helping and uplifting others. Of course, the money and stuff of, like that will come, but that's not my focus because I believe when you lead with your heart and not your brain, um, that that just naturally flows, doors open, and that's what I've seen. And I won't lie, like I've been, I've had to work on that. I've had to adjust my, my mindset of stop thinking about the end result. The end result is not, you know, that's just, that doesn't matter. It's the process. It's the journey that gets us there. So I'm really just focusing on the process. I'm focusing on the journey. I'm focusing on all the little doors that are opening up and I'm just taking it all in. And for me, as long as I'm just progressing and I'm helping, I'm doing what I should be. That's interesting though, that it sounds like maybe in the past that there were some overarching goals that you had to say, you know what, I'm not going to focus on those nearly as much because it's not very helpful to what I'm doing in my day to day. Would that be fair to say? Absolutely. Cause stress. <laughs> right. And, and sometimes it's because we don't necessarily have control over those things, right? Like the metrics, like how many followers that you have. I can't uh -huh. control that on yeah. a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. That's why it's, I think, important for people to focus on making, if they are going to do goal setting is to set goals about things that they can control mm -hmm. rather than, than, than the ones that they obviously, or maybe not so obviously cannot. Absolutely. I agree. I was hearing you talk about um, just knowing what is one step ahead. And I wondered if you had read Russell Brunson's Expert Secrets. I have not. In 2018 is when I sort of got into this space. And that was one of the first books that I read. And it knocked my socks off at the time because that was the first time I had been introduced to the concept of not needing to be an expert, but only needing to be one step ahead. So I just really love hearing other people speak about it like that, uh -huh. because I feel like it, it really does focus on throwing down the rope and allowing people to come up behind you, you know, just really setting the expectations in the right place. So I just wanted to say, I just, I really appreciate that you had to say that. Thank you. <laughs> so as far as challenges though, about self-publishing a book, this is the first time that you had published a book and mm -hmm. was it easier, harder, or about like you would have expected? Well, I think doing anything new for the first time, it's hard, right? After the fact, I was like, what was I freaking out about? But I now have the knowledge. And so now it's like, okay, the second book, I've, I've got this, no big deal. It's not hard, but I think doing anything new for the first time is, is challenging. Um, so yeah, I would say that it was definitely a little bit more stressful. Um, especially because I was going through the health stuff too and trying to get this book done uh, than, I, than I expected. Well, what was stressful about KDP? And, and I mean, we're talking separate from the writing and the editing, but actually getting it out on the Amazon platform. I mean, is that the part no, that, that you thought was stressful or that part was easy? No, that part was easy. Just, mm -hmm. just, just everything, just the mm -hmm. whole, you know, everything. It was a little bit more than I thought it would be. But no, using KDP, that's, that's easy. I actually hired someone to teach me um, how to do it. But then again, she wasn't there. It wasn't like consulting. It was more of a course. So it, a course is more like, here's information, good luck. You know, consulting's a little more by the hand. Um, and that's why I'm consulting because I'm like, I wish that I would have had a little bit more hand holding. And so that's the path that I'm going instead of just opening up a course to, you know, hundreds of people. So yeah. 
So, so when you say consulting, what you're doing is maybe helping other people who are in a similar place to you who have a book basically in their head or it's even out on paper and they're ready to share it. Absolutely. And I'm walking step by step, um, guiding, helping, help to get over those, you know, limiting beliefs because we all have them at times. So yeah, that's what I'm doing. You know, it does seem though that the space for info products is very crowded and there were fewer people out there in the world now who are actually doing, who are offering consulting services. And I just wondered what made you decide to go the route of consulting versus creating maybe a really super awesome, helpful case study experience-based info product. Um, because my own experience and what I wish I would have had, and I am a people person and I want to build a relationship, get to, to know this woman. And when you consult, you can actually charge a lot more than, you know, on a course and stuff. And so, um, really it was just, okay, first client, we'll see if I, you know, if I like it, if I don't, then I'll say, Hey, maybe the course is a way. But on my heart, I just didn't feel like the course was the way right now. So really just putting my, you know, feet in the water do I like it? How does this work? Get some experience doing it. And then I just, I've, I've done courses and then people throw you in a Facebook group and, and they don't care about you. You're a number. You, you paid them. That's not my heart. And, and that's not the way I run things. But yeah, wash clean. Got your money. Here's the course. Good luck. I don't like that at all. And so if I can find something where it's a little bit of both, but right now I'm just like, this is my path. This is my heart. And we'll see where it goes. That's really cool. That is really cool. What is the balance like of trying to have basically your own business, but also be a mom of four? Because I have three and they are very little. They, the oldest one is only seven. And so how do you manage your time and manage your life to, to also continue to serve those other aspects and build your business? So I think there's seasons. And for me, I've noticed like when I was doing my book and the health and then just family there, that was a season where my house was never clean. I don't have hired help. I am the hired help. I scrub my own floors, my own toilet, and my kids were having cereal for dinner. Now, is that something that you can do long-term? No, that's not healthy. But when you know, okay, I just need three months, or I just need four weeks, where I just have to head down, hit it up hard, get up early, stay up late. You have to, we have to make sacrifices. And that's what I did. I knew it would be just for a season. I talked to my husband. He, he kicked in a little bit more because he knew what I was doing. And I told my kids, look, this is important. What's for dinner? Cereal. Oh, you've had cereal three nights. You're fine. You're not dead. You know, hard. It's work. It's hard work. It's sacrifice. Um, but you ha we have to be willing to do it. Now I see from your bio that speaking is something that either is part of your business now or something you want to make a larger part of your business. How does one go about building a speaking career? I have no idea. Absolutely. I literally have no idea how someone can go and say, Today is the day that I start my speaking career. And then like, how do you go out and find some place to speak and get them to pay you to do it? Absolutely. So it actually started off by, um, you know, when I was sick with cancer many, many years ago, I went to Indianerson. Indianerson's right in my backyard. My aunt actually used to work for them and putting on events. And because my story is so, you know, uh, unique in, in, in so many aspects, she said, hey, will you come be a speaker and, and at an employee appreciation um, event for just three minutes? And I'm like, do what? You, what do you want? Anyways, that turned into another speech. Okay, can you make this 15 minutes this time? Because it was such a good hit. And that turned into, okay, now we want you for 30 minutes. Um, 
And so just from that experience, you know, it wasn't anything I ever thought that I, I would do. It just that opened up the door and I realized um, that I enjoyed doing it. And so then I took a speaker course. You go and you look up like Rotary Clubs. They're always looking for speakers. You get experience. And then you just kind of start getting out there looking for you. It's just, it takes time. It's nothing is overnight. I think my first speech that I gave for MD Anderson was seven, eight plus years ago, you know? And so this has just been something that over so many years, it's just, it's coming together. So you've got to get out there and be patient. Nothing happens overnight. From what I know of folks that speak often, many of them are asked or requested to travel a lot. And I know in the pandemic situation we're in right now that for public speaking, that has either been, you know, deleted from, you know, the the outlays of cash or people are going virtual. So they are doing, you know, Zoom conferences and all the rest. How do you balance as a mom? And I and this I'm not saying this to be critical. I'm thinking of myself. Like, okay, you know, being called away in midweek, so to speak on a Tuesday in Singapore. How do you balance that and look ahead to say, okay, I really want to do this, even knowing though that it will take me away from this other part of my heart? Well, I, you know, for me, I've been fortunate enough to where I have an amazing supportive husband. I supported him when he was working on his master's and building his career and getting his CFP. And I was the stay at home mom. And I just finally just last night, I said, my turn. And I've said that over the f- last couple of years, as I've been building and doing these things and thinking about it, but I'm like, I was always there for the family. I was always there for you. I was always there for the kids. What I was holding down the fort when he was at school working on his master's and, and gone at work all day. Um, so no, I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad at all. For me, fortunately, my kids are much older. I've got four. One is already, two are graduated. One's moved out. Um, and so I've got one that's going to be a sophomore and one that's going to be in sixth grade. So they're more independent. I don't have two-year-olds running around. Yeah, that, see, that, much- that makes a difference to me because when they're yeah. little, it would be hard to leave. But if they were older, they have their own lives already, right? <laughs> yes. I don't feel bad. And I've been there for so much of their life, especially when they're little. It's okay if mom is gone. It's okay. Like doing the podcast, I locked the door and told my son, hey, you can't come bug me for an hour. Locked up the dogs, you know, doing this. So yeah, I can't speak on when you have little kids because I I wasn't (laughs) doing this. My kids are much older. (laughs) Uh, Have you done a lot of looking into who your potential, I guess, client avatar is and who that person is and what their characteristics are? And if you have, could you talk about who you think your ideal client or customer really is my ideal client with at least with or what we were talking about consulting or just in general like who is the ideal person that you're trying to reach because i don't think that just saying everybody is realistic because not everybody is going to want to follow me like i know i have an idea of who i resonate with and who i can connect with and it's not everybody so who are you trying to connect with and do you think that you would have the best chance of really serving? It's people, honestly, it's people who are struggling and need a little bit of light. People, I get, you know, messages all the time about their stories and then sharing their heart and it's, it's struggle. Cause that's what I speak on, right? That's what I really speak on. And that's what I put out there on social media. And so of course that's what I attract, right? Cause that's what I'm putting out there. So I feel like I'm really pulling in people who, who just need a positive someone who's positive, who maybe doesn't have the understanding that I have about struggles, and I'm, I'm drawing them in. But that's exactly what I'm here for. I'm here to serve them, to help them and give them my knowledge. Do you ever find that they come to you with, with too much? And Absolutely. how do you deal with it? Because I've worked with folks that come to you with these very difficult lives, and then you find yourself 
getting sort of, I don't, I don't, getting into bed with them is the wrong word, but you kind of find yourself all of a sudden experiencing with them what they are going through and then grieving with them. And then, I mean, to the point where I used to have nightmares where I was having nightmares about being in the situation with them. And it was very hard for me. And I wonder how it is that you go on with this gigantic smile and this great attitude when what you're doing is maybe helping good people who are either on their worst part of their lives or maybe even their worst behavior because of what is going Mm -hmm. on in their lives. It's knowing that I was once there. And if I could pull myself out of it, so can they. Um, but you have to, we have to do it ourselves. It's nobody's, it's not my responsibility to pull people out of their funk, out of their struggle. I can give you knowledge and tips and tools, but you have to, you have to apply them, right? So it's knowing that I've been there and I get it, but I had to do the work. And if you want to be where I'm at, sister, you're going to have to do the work, right? And I don't, I get a lot of stories. I actually don't let them weigh me down. I don't take them to bed with me. I'm big into setting boundaries. And I, I respond. I respond to as many messages as I can, can in my email and social media. But, and I say, thank you, right? Thank you for sharing your heart with me. Thank you for opening up. I really appreciate it. Um, I wish I could help everybody, but I'm one person, you know? And sometimes it's like, all I can do is just get my book. My book is like, if you're really struggling, because I am one person, and I don't do that kind of coaching. That's just not on my heart at this point to do that kind of coaching. Get the book, you know? Like, it really gives so much value on struggle. It's not just a book about, here's a struggle that I went through. I'm just going to try to motivate and inspire. Like, I give actual tips and things that I use and how to change the mindset and how to have a healthy relationship with struggle. And so when people come to me and say, my mama never taught me, you are 50 years old. It is not your mama's responsibility to teach you how to forgive, right? People use that as an excuse. Well, I was never taught. That's not an excuse. Go learn. And especially in the day that we live in, we can, I mean, books, everything that I've learned is books and courses and YouTube and podcasts, and it's all at our fingertips. So there's no excuse as to, I don't know how, right? We can figure it out. The information is out there. It is. It really is. It is. What would you say for men who are listening to this? Would men enjoy your book or would they find that that maybe the insights that you share are maybe not, they don't cross? So I have had some men read my book um, and they've enjoyed it. Now, mm-hmm. I will admit my book is it's tailored to women, you know, girlfriend and sis. And like, I'm just talking to a woman. That's how I address them. But I have had men come to me and say, that was so helpful. Because even though I'm a woman sharing women's stories, the formula and the perspective, that's universal, whether you're a girl or you're a guy. It's just like I'm acting, you know, I'm kind of talking to a woman audience. All right. Well, I have just a couple more questions and then we are going to wrap up. But what would you say I missed? Because we didn't talk tons about your origin story and we didn't talk tons about your, I, I, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but the cancer scare and because I'm not that interested always in what I call struggle porn, right? Just like the, like sticking in with people suffering and going through all the suffering. Like I want to go on with the actionable advice and get the value. But what do you have in here that I just missed, right? Because I always miss something. You can't cover somebody's whole life and like the most valuable parts of them in 20 minutes to half an hour. And you'd say, okay, well, here's one question that I get asked a lot and it is the best answer ever that I have and she missed it. What question should I have asked you that I did not? 
Oh, man. I don't know. You have some great questions. It's been such a good conversation. I've enjoyed it. Um, but, but I'm somebody, again, I, I don't stick up in my head too much. And so in my heart, like as you're saying this, really what's coming to me were two things that people I think need to understand, male or female, is struggles are not, they're not the enemy. They are really there to teach, to, to help us grow, to give us opportunity to grow. I know for me, I grow the most. I learn the most when things are hard. And because because I, I understand that, that, okay, it's like working out. So I teach group fitness. You have to get your muscles and your body so uncomfortable if we want to create change. You don't create change in the comfort zone. So struggles are not a comfort zone thing. They're they taking you outside, but that is where the magic happens. That is where the change happens. And it's like, if, we, if people could just have this understanding of struggles that they're for us and not against us, um, God, life would just be so much easier because for me, it's like, okay, here's a struggle. I don't want it. I'm not asking for it. It's hard. It sucks, but I'm going to be better for this. I'm going to be stronger. And that just makes life so much better because I don't care who you are. I don't care your status. I don't care your income. I don't care about any of that. If you're human and not a robot, we're going to have struggles. And so why not learn to dance with them? And then the other thing that is, is been a huge game changer for me, huge game changer is if it's on your heart, it's there for a reason. And the reason is to guide us. For me, the reason it's been a huge changer for me is because oftentimes something would be on my heart, whether it's write a book or, you know, you need to teach group fitness or whatever. And I'd let fear get in the way. But it was this constant nudge. It's a whisper, right? You need to do it. You need, and I, you, don't, you don't know why. And I learned to listen to my heart, get out of the head, get let go of ego and pride. listen to my heart. What is my heart saying? And I cannot think of one time that it led me astray. And I, I think for me, it felt like torture because when you have something on your heart and you ignore it, it causes conflict inside of us and it starts to feel like torture. Um, and so I would just listen to your heart. It is there to guide us and put us on the right path. Awesome. Well, before we wrap up, this is your chance now for your plug, all of the things. Tell me what you're selling, who you're selling it to, anything you want. This is your shot. Say, I'm, I'm Tracy. Here's what I got. Here's where you can find me. Shoot. Awesome. So I would just love to connect with people on social media. I am all over Facebook and Instagram and uh, TikTok and LinkedIn just Tracy Farron, Tracy D. Farron, you can look me up, go get the book. If, if struggles are something you're not too familiar with or comfortable with, or maybe you just want to have a better understanding and better perspective, just go get the book from Amazon. It's up struggle. And um, I think that would be really helpful. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.